Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. This is episode 167, and it's the Giving Starts With You show with Nelia Hutt. I am so excited. I love having interviews on this show, and I love meeting new people. And I know I've said this before, but you can just tell through the screen, even if you don't meet people in person, that you're going to have a great conversation and that people are genuine. So I'm so excited to introduce you guys all to Tanya Cole Lesnick. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you, Nelia. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know everybody is busy. And when people come on here, I don't take it for granted because our listeners really need to hear your message. Without further ado, I want to let you guys know all about Tanya. So Tanya Kolesnik, she has been a psychotherapist, licensed clinical social worker, and coach since 1995. Holy moly, Batman. She <laughs> received her master's degree in social work from New York University after group therapy changed her life. She has extensive experience in outpatient hospital mental health, private practice, and wellness center settings. From those experiences over the years, she has identified her most important focus, helping people to clear energetic clutter so they can focus on what matters most to them. I love that. She does this by helping clients to assess and honor their truth, to change habits that don't serve them and to heal faulty narratives so that they are living in alignment inside and out. You're speaking to me, girl. You're speaking. <laughs> I just love this so much. And welcome to the show. Thank you. All of your experience, I'm sure that you've got some stories and I'm sure that you've you've had a lot of opportunities to help people. So thank you so much for what it is that you do. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's um, a passion and it feels like a calling. Mm. So now that you mentioned passion, because passion is something that we talk about a lot on this show. And I want to ask you, why for you is it so important that you your work is your passion? Well, for me, I think I, uh, and you read it in the bio, became a therapist after group therapy changed my life. So I was originally in my career early on a graphic designer. But I was struggling in my life at the time to have a long-term love relationship, and I didn't know what was in the way. And at first, I didn't consider therapy as an option. I felt a lot of stigma connected to it. And I, um, I also, I think, 
dismissed my problems and decided they weren't legit enough. But then over a little bit of time, I did finally decide I would explore it, got some names, got connected to a therapist, felt very uh, emotionally safe right away, felt very seen and started to share some of what was going on for me. And she suggested I add group therapy to the mix. Mm -hmm. And she ran both. She did the individual and the group. And the idea of it terrified me. And at the time going into that, I thought, well, I don't want to share this stuff with a bunch of strangers. And, um, but I was building some trust in her and she really thought it would be helpful. So I decided to do it. And I was a little intrigued as well. So I went and I had this group therapy experience that um, over time, and I can say more as we move forward, but to say in this experience, I realized I wasn't alone. Mm. I worried that maybe I was unlovable and maybe that was why I was struggling to have a long-term love relationship. So to be able to rewrite that and realize it wasn't that I was unlovable and learn from other human beings on their um, personal growth journeys where we overlapped and I started to feel very um, much more comfortable in my own skin. And very soon after that, I did actually meet who's now my husband and we just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. Wow. So the reason why I went happened, but to go back to your question about why is this passion so important? What happened for me that I didn't anticipate was starting to connect to myself, care about myself, love myself, even in a way I didn't even know was possible. And it was, I think, going from feeling so flawed to being able to really love myself, know that I had needs, what were they? How do you speak up for those? How do you show up in the world to honor yourself? all of those things. And it felt so important for me to help others have similar experiences. I think because it was so painful to feel so flawed. Mm. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your personal story, because it really does bring home the whole journey, you know? So sometimes we don't know why people turn to certain type of work. And it's great to know that we're not alone. Like you were saying, we have a lot of overlap. So I think more people than not are afraid to join a group, right? Because for sure. Why? I don't want to talk about all the things that are wrong with me. Right. And I'm just going to get judged even more. That's right. And it's a huge hurdle like to go over. So the fact that you're here now to say, hey, I was one of those people and look mm -hmm. what it did for me. And now I'm here to help you. So yeah. I think that's so, I respect that so much. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, and I think it's because people struggle so much. I made a real quick documentary that lives on my website of that story. And for the very reason, I want people to understand that as scary as it is, it's actually connecting and healing and you will build relationships if you let yourself sort of connect to others in that space that have a certain amount of depth and um, support and love and warmth between, you know, the people that you allow into that space with you. And looking back, would you say that that space, 
like the people you connected with were some of the most real, like encouraging and welcoming people like at that time in your life where you just made these connections that allowed you to heal and get better? I would actually say no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you know what's interesting is I did a combination of group and individual and learning about ourselves as you're interacting with other human beings can really help with healing. And I think for me, it wasn't, not that people weren't supportive a lot of times, but there were also times that I was challenged or pushed a little bit to look at some of what I was sharing with the group that maybe somebody had a response to. And so it wasn't just plain support across the board. There was plenty of that, but there are definitely times when I felt uncomfortable or I didn't like somebody's response. And it's in the processing of that where it's like, okay, how do I still sort of show up and honor myself, even if I'm dealing with some discomfort, even if I feel like I didn't like that response from that person? How do I still have a voice? How do I still tolerate some of that without losing what's getting built in the process? I love that you said that. I absolutely loved it because I had the exact same experience. So I was riddled with anxiety for a long time. I went to a group and I was terrified. I was like, I don't know. These people are going to think I'm crazy. What am I doing here? You know, I already feel bad enough. They're going to like ridicule me. It was scary. Yeah. This is real stuff. You know, when you're going through some challenges, right? And I was there and I was still uncertain. <laughs> I walked in and I was still uncertain about it. But then that started happening. I was very guarded at first and you are careful about what you say, but you start to say something. And for those people, I don't know. I don't know if, you, if that was your situation, but when I went in, I was like, I'm not going to speak. I'm just going to listen. I'm going to learn. And I wanted to start sharing, but you're right. Like I did feel a little bit guarded and but it was the conversations around me that made me turn inward. So that's what you're saying, mm -hmm. right? Like you learn through listening and through allowing yourself to, to feel. Mm -hmm. I think all of that. I think you learn from speaking up and having a voice. You learn from getting quiet. You learn from emotions that come up that are like, maybe I feel a little irritated. What's that about? And, and getting honest with yourself, not necessarily in the room. You don't have to share with everybody. I'm really annoyed right now. Although sometimes that could be a choice to make, and that could be helpful with growth. Um, and I think in the groups that I run now, I would say it might feel more supported across the board. Um, not that people don't have things that come up that are like, huh, I wonder what that is about and get curious. And maybe they process some of that separately with me or on their own, if they're journaling, that kind of thing. But I think that we definitely have a culture of support. It was maybe a little bit less so in the group that I was in 30 years ago. Um, and I'm not quite sure why. I mean, the group that I was in was men and women. And the groups that I run have been 
all women, although I'm expanding and, you know, moving towards all genders in one of the newer groups that I'm building. So I'm excited about that. So I don't know, maybe there was a little different flavor and all groups are different. All groups have different cultures, depending on the leader, depending on who's in the group and what the focus is and how, what the space gets created by the leader and the people that are in the group. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's really a safe space. And I think people need to know that because Mm -hmm. it can be very scary. Mm -hmm. And what do you tell people when they're kind of on the fence and say, I think this will be good for me, but I really, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. Like, get over that because you know, it's going to help them. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I deal with it so much and I work with people individually and want to move them often towards group because I find it so powerful that I want it for most of my individual clients to move towards that. Um, and so often there's some seed planting and I'll talk to somebody about it before I know that they'll need some time. I know that they'll need some time to sort of take in the idea and hear me out as I try and help them understand how group can be helpful. So it's, I give it time. I give it a little bit of education even. So then I can say, you know, this is how group could be helpful with this situation. And I might describe for somebody, um, I'm trying to think, what would I say? It's usually something like if somebody's working through a limited belief or something to help them see if you're with other people, you'll hear about their limiting beliefs. You've got your own limiting beliefs and that can be really helpful. So as I notice different places where it might be helpful, I'll let people know. What I often find is that there's resistance for a while. And then at some point when people feel maybe a little bit better in the individual, they kind of know what their issues are. They still want growth and support, but they're not feeling ready to leave. Then there might be a more of an openness towards group. And what often happens is somebody will say after, even after the very first session, Mm. oh, I get it now. And isn't that amazing that they get it yeah, now? Like I love they it. see it like it's nothing, but it means so much because you don't know these people could be suffering in silence. Not that you have to go and talk, but it's like just being around. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't feel like sharing, just being around other people. We were yeah. talking before we hit record about ending loneliness and how mm-hmm. many people in this world are suffering alone and you don't have yeah. to. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the truth is we all have more than one thing in our lives mm-hmm. and yeah we're really here to help one another you know work that out for sure for sure and I think that there is I mean there is um kind of a lack of shame in a way I mean not to say it's gone completely but to say because people are being vulnerable with each other there is that sense of like oh it is okay to share this because so and so just shared this part of their life and so if they can say that maybe I can say this other thing and I think for that to become more and more an experience that people trust and feel some level of comfort with, even though it can be uncomfortable, of course, to be vulnerable, um, but to know that this is a place where it can happen and you get support and 
we celebrate each other as little incremental movement starts to happen. And really, there's such caring between each other. It's lovely. It's it's really such a honor to be a part of that and to see them experience it with each other is pretty amazing. Especially since you know firsthand the feeling from many years ago, how it helped you. And so you're yeah. so passionate about that. I know that you you love getting people aligned with who they are and what they do. And why is that so important to you? When we're not in alignment, then we are not checking in and honoring ourselves. So it means that we are doing things perhaps for other people without honoring what we need in that moment. Um, we're not necessarily paying attention to our energy levels. We're not necessarily paying attention to what brings us joy or peace or what we feel passionate about when we're not in alignment. And then our lives are sort of focused externally and we're um, often experience things like more irritability or depression or... Um, feeling more depleted, feeling more resentful because we're saying yes to things we don't want to be saying yes to. So that's when you're out of alignment. When you're in alignment, even if the particulars look the same actually, but that you know you're moving towards something, you're checking in, you're honoring yourself, you're deciding what you want, what you need in your life, then even as you're going through the journey, because we're never done, but mm -hmm. as you're going through the journey and you know that, oh, for example, I started to hike. I, I joined a hiking group and I started to hike over the past year and a half or so. And that's growing in my life. And for a long time, I really wanted to run because I used to run and I, and I really wanted to be able to do it. And it really bothered me that it got so hard for me because it didn't get so hard for me. And there was a real process of me letting that go and opening up to hiking, which also is something that I love. And the more I do it, the more I realize like being in the woods and connecting to community and having this experience is really honoring myself and in alignment for me. So that's just an example of somebody, <clears throat> in this case, me, um, <laughs> fighting against something that didn't feel in alignment and trying to make that, not fighting against it at first, trying to make it work at first, and then finally making a decision, okay, I'm letting that go. This other thing feels more natural. If feels more connected to where I am right now. And that kind of thing, that's an example, but there's so many different ways you can look at um, being in alignment. I'll, I'll just give one other quick example Absolutely. is that when, for example, if somebody feels um, depleted after a lot of social activity, it would be important for that person to um, pace themselves and to make sure if you're going to create social plans or be a part of social plans, but it's something that you really need to kind of replenish afterwards. Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. me. That's me. That's I'm talking right. to myself. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And so I see that a lot where people are getting depleted. They're exhausted. They're not enjoying their connection socially because they're not really honoring themselves in every single one of those um, interactions. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was to really honor being in alignment, 
that had a situation like what we're describing, which you, which resonates for you, um, for sure. And me, honestly. So to be able to say to ourselves to say, you know, that's too mm -hmm. much. I'm going to say no to that one. I'm going to say yes to that one. And to be really mindful of that. Yeah. It's so important. Um, the times that I say no now, I don't feel guilty about it. You know, I love myself now. Before yes. it was like, say yes to everything and That's burnout right. and low energy. And I'm That's not doing right. anybody any favors because I'm not showing up fully as myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm so much kinder to myself now. So I enjoy, yeah. you're right. You enjoy the connections more when you slow down. It's not about the quantity all the time. Right. It's about the quality for sure. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Because burnout is a big thing. <laughs> and, yes, it is. <laughs> and when you don't feel good, good about yourself and you're not taking care of all the things, and if you think you should be in a group, but you're not joining and doing all the things and all the healing that you could be doing, then you really need to sit down and, and choose that, you know, think about it because it can really... It can change the way you view yourself. It can change the way you view the opinions of other people and how much weight you take from that. Yeah. And it can just change your life completely. Yeah. Yeah. It really can. It can help all of us to access what our inner truth is. Because sometimes we don't even know it's so, in fact, often we don't even know it can be so covered over with life and it's moving. And there's so many things that need our attention and to allow yourself to be in a space where you have the time and you are engaged in a process of trying to get at what's inside and get that clarity. It can be amazingly healing, but it can help you be on a path that's really in alignment, like what we're talking about and much more enjoyable than when you're sort of feeling like you're getting pushed from one thing to another that you're not choosing for yourself. Yeah. When I look back at my life, Tanya, and I think of the parts of my life that were sad compared to the parts that were happy, I wasn't showing up for myself mm. and I was my worst best friend. Like I just wasn't doing it. I didn't think yeah. it was important. It wasn't on my radar. And for a lot of people, it's not, and it's yeah. not for anything other than maybe they haven't tried to experience it, you know? So if mm -hmm. you're listening and you're not there yet, and just know that Tanya and I have both been on both sides and it really makes a difference Yeah. Um, to know yourself more than, you know, anybody else. It's really special. And does, life doesn't have to feel alone. Life doesn't have to be sad. And you're never alone when you know yourself. That's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can connect to yourself. You can check in. What do you need? And be tender towards yourself. What would you say the biggest gift is that you've ever given to yourself that has either changed the way you feel about yourself or changed the way uh, you live your life. I know there's probably more than one. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I feel at the risk of being repetitive, I do kind of feel like yeah. going to the group, like letting yeah. this, letting the support in really. I mean, if forget about the group, because I didn't even know group was an option until I started with this therapist, but really it was clicking over from that. Nope. Therapy's not for me. And then mm. saying, you know what? 
I, it's really bothering me that I, I, what I, I was longing for a long-term love relationship. I wanted to have a family. I just, it wasn't happening at that point in my life. And to really say, you know what, it matters enough to me mm-hmm. that I'll take this route, even if I feel like maybe I'm not the best fit for it, or maybe it's not really what people in my situation do, all the sort of stuff I told myself at that time. But to decide, you know what, I want it anyway. I want to heal from this, you know, and understand mm. what's in the way for me. And um, so that's pro because that opened up so many other things. My husband yes. and I <laughs> have two grown daughters. Like there, there are we built a life from that pivotal mm. moment in my life. Huge. Yeah. It's huge. And just the fact that even if things hadn't changed, the fact that the healing would make it all okay if it didn't change. If if you didn't get all of those things, it That's would right. still be okay. It wouldn't break you. Yeah, yeah. And what I tell my clients a lot is we learn just as much from what you don't do as <laughs> we learn from what you do, or the other way around, from what you Oh no, that's right. Sorry. (laughs) What you don't do as from what you do do. And I think that that it's the learning and the clarity that's so important when you have the learning and the clarity and you start to, and really compassion, because sometimes we don't know, even if we're in process and we're on a journey and we're trying to explore and trying to get some level of understanding, but to be on a journey where your primary goal is to have compassion for yourself is that by itself is very healing. So the groups that you have, are they uh, generally the same type of healing or are are people there for different reasons? Or is it more about confidence and self-worth? Or is it specifically like a group for somebody struggling with this or? I actually don't um, have issues being the the uh, okay. connecting piece okay. it's really about human we are all sort of overlapping at that human level and so it's always people who have enough understanding of what their issues are that they're not feeling um like a an exposed nerve from it like they've mm-hmm. done enough work or they have enough understanding of some of what the um struggles that they have and then they want more and so more clarity or to continue working on some of those things and really that's the common thread of people that I, I think everybody that um comes is amazing and they have these gifts and really to help people connect to their inner magic whatever it is for each person so sometimes people are really wanting to move towards career changes Mm -hmm. sometimes people are going through a divorce situation sometimes people want to build a family so they're at various stages of their lives but it's really wanting to connect um more and to be more in, in alignment and um can to clear some of that energetic clutter that's getting in the way when people are maybe feeling spending too much time feeling depleted or feeling like they're losing their temper and they don't really understand why they have that pattern and want to get a better understanding of some of those things. Yeah, I love that you do that. It's it's such important work. And you know, I've been to different countries and when I come back it's always the same. I always say yes, there's differences, but there's more similarities then there are differences. At the end of the day, we all want to be loved. 
We all want to love. We all want to feel included, like we belong to something Mm -hmm. or to someone. You know, nobody wants to feel like they're on their own or that they're the worst person. And we all just want love, really, at the end of the day. And if it doesn't start with us, how can we possibly do it for other people? So the, the whole premise of the show is giving starts with you so that you can give to others. And that's why when I heard about what you do and the topic for this conversation, it really lit me up because I think it's really, really important for this show and for the people that are listening to know that they're not alone, to know that there are people out there who have been on both sides, mm-hmm. yeah, such as us, yeah, right? and how sure. much it can really, really help. Yeah, for sure. And I also run some in-person retreats as a way to have an even more sort of intensive, just a weekend situation, but it's like an extended group where we go a little bit deeper and we have this little moment in time when that connection happens. And I recently went on a retreat um, that somebody else led in Italy over, actually it was in September. And it's just amazing to give that to yourself. And I'm always growing and learning. Like I am not done. We do not get done. Even if I've been a therapist for almost 30 years, I'm not done. So to have that environment where you can really check in and and learn about yourself and have access to some of what comes up for you. It's it. Yeah. It's just so healing. I love that. And when you said that, it reminded me, I love Jessie J uh, singer and she's got a song, you know, that says I'm a masterpiece, but I'm not done yet. And I just love that line because it's so true. Yeah. We're all just learning, but if we stop and we pause our lives because it's too hard, then we're, it's going to be trouble. Like things are just Mm going to get worse. I suppressed my, my life and I stopped my, or my feelings in my life for 12 years when my father died. Mm. And I thought by not talking about it and not going to therapy and not doing all these things that I would forget or somehow numb Mm. myself enough. And instead I still had the grief, but now I had PTSD. I had depression. I had anxiety. It's all still there prolonging it does not make it go away. That's right. That's right. And it's in there and our bodies know it. And yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I know you like to talk about the importance of being uncomfortable and showing vulnerability in order to transform and to transform who we are and go through a transformation. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, both in my personal experience and professionally, we see again and again, it's in that vulnerability. And Brene Brown, of course, talks about vulnerability being the glue that connects humans to each other. But in terms of personal growth, it's the looking at the hard to look at stuff and the painful stuff, the stuff, sort of what you were describing, right? You were uncomfortable and trying to cover it over. So your discomfort didn't take over and it didn't work. And so I'm gathering from that, then the period of actually looking at what's there was part of your healing process. And so I think that that's true for all of us. The stuff that is hard to look at or that we're um, protected against, we all 
develop in the ways that we develop from our families. And there's a lot of protective stuff that we do that when we learn in our families, oh, it's not safe to whatever it might be. In my family, I grew up with a mother who had a lot of anxiety and it came out as anger and rage. So as a kid, I learned how to kind of not rock the boat and just show up and some people pleasing tendencies started with that. And so as I didn't look at some of that stuff, it didn't shift. It was in the, oh, wait, what's mm. going on? Why does this even exist? What's that about? It's the peeling away and looking at why I was protecting myself and what's that about and what how does that show up now in my life? That can be really uncomfortable, but it's that's the depth that helps us really get to a more healing place. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to pretend to be one, but just from my personal um, my personal experiences, if, if you're not uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you're not growing. Yeah. It's when you get to the edge and you're like, you can't take it anymore. That's when the healing for me started. Yeah. And yeah. I did go to group um, about 12 years late into my grief and it helped so much. And I couldn't yeah. even, I didn't even need to speak. It was this, mm -hmm. even just around me, the surrounding of there's other people just like me. Mm -hmm. I'm not losing my mind. Okay, check. I'm yeah. not, you know, all the things that you're not so that you can mm -hmm. figure out what you are. And it, it is so important. It is. And yeah. I remember you saying earlier, and it was so true that, yes, you're going to connect with those people, but those aren't the people that are going to help you the most. It's you. Mm -hmm. oh, right. Up to that. That's right. That's right. They can't, I mean, they can do whatever they can do, but it's really you checking in and seeing what's coming up for you and communicating it or not. You don't have to, but noticing, seeing what, and learning from yourself. And if things do become scary or uncomfortable, I mean, you're there, you mm -hmm. know, that's right. Yeah. So, and you're there and you're a qualified person and you're, you know, you, you have all the tools to help these people. Yeah. So it's a safe place for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm there. And so if something's happening while it's happening, I can respond to it or I can reach out to somebody right after group. If I feel like privately connecting would be more helpful in that moment, or if we have a session scheduled, perhaps it would be something to explore. And just to say, I noticed that you got real quiet after whatever. We've had this shared experience now. So I'm able to kind of see some of the interactions uh -huh. and help somebody start to find the words. What was that for you? What came up for you? I noticed some shutting down. What is that? And, and not necessarily in the group because that can feel too intense. And mm -hmm. so if somebody has time and space to get to it, I think that also is an important part of the healing. Yeah. You know, we're talking about groups and and the importance and what type of groups, you know, you want to make sure you're joining groups that are supportive, right? Not all yeah. groups are good groups, <clears throat> yeah. uh, depending on the leaders of the group. But going back to right at the beginning of our conversation, when you said you didn't want to go to therapy because of the stigma. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening yeah. and, or watching on YouTube, Tanya and I, we're both professional women. We both maybe hesitated to go to therapy and yeah. here we are. We did it. And 
I'm sure that there are a lot of people hesitant and the stigma of, oh my God, I can't tell my best friend or I can't tell my husband that I need to go to therapy. What, what kind of things can we say to those people to say, hey, you know, if you really feel you need it, it doesn't matter what other people think. It's not yeah. a negative thing. It does mean you love yourself. What do yeah. we do for the people even before they get to the choice of I need to go to therapy? I think it can be helpful to expose yourself to different communities where that is more of the norm. That's more of the language. So it could be something like listening to your podcast, that kind of thing, starting to hear language about that, starting to hear, well, what are the people talking about? What are some of the nuances and stay open to there's a lot of people that are talking about therapy or it doesn't have to be therapy, but focusing on your own personal growth as being a way to start to feel better and to pay attention to different communities. I really like um, the holistic psychologist. I don't know if you're, yeah, she's got a huge following on Instagram and has written a couple of books, but I love the work that she puts out there because it's so helpful and clear. She's very concise and she explains different concepts. So I think little ways to start to familiarize yourself with what's that language like? What are people talking about? And see how you feel when you're kind of paying attention to some of that. I think that's a start. On my website, I have a free um, three-question inquiry, and it's really designed to help people get some clarity in their life and start to get into a process of, what do I want? What do I not want? How do I honor myself? That kind of thing. And to really use that as a tool to keep checking in. So I think even if you're not ready for therapy, to start exploring that world a bit. Um, there's a movie out. I don't know if you've seen it. The, the one, did you see the one on Netflix? Which one? Uh, Stutz, the one on Netflix. This, I think it's called Stutz. It's this guy, um, Jonah Hill. Okay. Do you know who Jonah Hill is? He's like an actor. Stutz. Okay. He had a therapist that helped him so much in his life. He wanted to make a documentary about him. And so things like that are a way to start to see the relationship between them, see why he is talking about the work that his therapist did. What's that about? So I think there's more and more of that stuff coming out in the world and it's worth checking in and seeing what comes up for you. The other thing I would say is, you know, when you asked me the question, what's one of the best gifts I ever gave myself, right? And it was opening up to that. I think to allow yourself to take a leap of faith and you don't have to sign on with anybody, but maybe let yourself check in, have a session with somebody, see how it feels. Because what I shared with you also, that very first beginning with the therapist that I connected to, instantly I felt seen and it felt like a healing space. And I really didn't know what to expect, but I knew right away it was a relief. And I have that experience with a lot of my clients where they come in and they're so relieved to be able to start talking about their stuff, have somebody who really gets it and have, feel safe enough to share some of their stories and be guided to really learn how to check in with themselves so that they can start to heal and grow from whatever it is that they're working on. So yeah, 
And the relief, it really, at the end of the day, it brings hope, right? So we talk about hope a lot on the show too, because for me, if you're a person feeling hopeless, Mm -hmm. that's scary and it's very sad. And so we need to give hope. We need to give hope to ourselves as much as we need to give it to other people. Um, In my trailer, I talk about how I felt broken during my downtimes. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, something I hear other people say when I say, well, do you think therapy would be good for you? Oh no, I'm broken. Nobody can Mm. fix me. And just the language we tell ourselves, I think, do you find that that helps us get, sometimes it takes a little bit of courage too, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think absolutely it takes courage for sure. And, and you were commenting on language. I think language is so important. And when I work with people, I often talk about how they can support themselves between sessions or between groups and help them come up with some way of checking in, some kind of a mantra, a reminder of some sort. But it's always so much more powerful and helpful when it's somebody's own language. Mm. Because if it if it's not language that resonates, then there it's much easier to dismiss it. And so to keep finding the words, finding a way to understand something that really resonates for you is so important. No, thank you for saying that because it's okay if you go and connect with a therapist and it's not your flavor. <laughs> like right. really, that happened to me. I'm like, well, this yep. is kind of talking above my head and I'm sure they know what they're talking about and they're going to help me, but I'm not feeling it. It's okay to change. That's right. You know, That's, think of yeah. yourself. Absolutely. That's right. Fit is so, so important. It really is. Yeah. Your groups sound amazing. I gotta say, yeah, I love they sound them. great. So, yeah. if somebody wants to work with you, can you tell us what the best way to connect? Yeah, the best way is to hop on my website, and the easiest way to get there is <laughs> clearenergeticclutter.com. So if you get to my website and then on there, you'll see different choices. The three question inquiry is on there. My documentary is on there. You can learn about my group program as well. So yeah, I would love to hear from anybody that wants to connect. Absolutely. And um, yeah, like Tanya said, she's got the, it's a free mini class as well. It's seven minutes on her website, the three question inquiry that helps you get clarity on what you really want in your life. And we all, we can all find three minutes. Come on guys. Yeah. Come on. It's not going to cost you anything. You all (laughs) need to go and check it out. If you don't take care of yourself. And I know that all these people that are listening to my show and all the people that I surround myself with are all givers Mm. and they're all heart centered. So I know they give a lot, which means they burn out a lot. I know this feeling. And so it's so important to take care of yourself so you can continue to give back. So you can continue to give to other people as well. You can't have one without the other. That's right. Take care of yourself. Yep. Is there anything, Tanya, that we didn't talk about today that you wanted to talk about? Um, I guess the only thing to mention is for anybody in the New York area or nearby, there's a retreat. I'm doing a retreat with an amazing retreat partner. Um, One of these retreats that I told you about where you go deep, it's just a weekend and you go deep, but that information's on my website, but just it, 
I love groups, but there's also something so special about oh, spending yeah. a weekend together where you can really bond and connect at this deep level. And so just to put that word out there. Yes. And I do have listeners in New York for sure. So where in New York? Like the retreat is in Cold Spring, New York, okay. which is, yeah, which is north of the city by about an hour okay. or so. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. People should check that out. Yeah. Um, stay in touch. And, you know, if you guys have any questions for Tanya or you have any questions for me, if you're a little bit hesitant on how group can help you and you have some, you know, more questions, you want to learn more, just connect with us for sure. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much for what you do and for helping all the people that you help. It is honestly very, very important. Oh, thank you. And thank you for doing this and your message. I, I feel very much in alignment with you and, and I really enjoy that. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.